Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, we're in the Southern Bank Corps studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly, we think, may have gotten lost on his way to the studio. Oh, he's fashionably late. Here he comes. Kelly Sander uh, joining us. Uh, in the studio here, the Southern Bank Corps studio. Nice of you to join us, Sanner. Well, you talked about fashionable. I had to be in these nice threads, Bob, to come in here today. Mm, you got on your best sweatpants, I can say. <laughs> well, you're, now, you're really dressed up today. You remember from our TV days, we never, it right. didn't matter. You never got out of that, did you? <laughs> no, I'm still in that habit. <laughs> Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue. Proud supporters of our program. We're proud to say they're good friends of ours and a place we highly recommend you take your family for a delicious meal. They're open seven days a week. They can cater any event for you, large or small. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joins us uh, later in the program. Also visited yesterday with Slade Wilkes, Billy Odom, and Nick Monastere, and we're going to be talking, uh, bringing you those uh, conversations here uh, throughout the next hour. But uh, Luke Johnson, Golden Eagles, back on the road tonight, familiar foe, Louisiana Tech is fair to say though this is not quite the Tech team we've seen in the past 19 and 8 on the season 9 and 6 in conference USA. Yeah, they had a struggle to start the season then hit um conference play and yeah, it just hasn't been what you would normally see at Louisiana Tech back uh, at the end of March. Uh, first part of April, they dropped a series to Dallas Baptist, who, of course, Southern Miss uh, played and swept earlier in the season. They then uh, won two out of three on the road at Rice and uh, lost two midweeks last week to, to Lafayette and Monroe and then uh, swept FIU. So it is not the normal Wayne or Lane Burroughs team that you would see right now, 142 uh, in the RPI, even though they are 9-6 and six in uh, in Conference USA play. Golden Eagles tonight going to pitch Will Armistead, of course, who uh, who's looked really good in his last several appearances through some this weekend. Louisiana Tech will counter with right-hander Reed Smith. Uh, he's one in three on the year, a nine-two-one ERA, six-two-two-twenty-five uh, right-hander. He's kind of been uh, their midweek starter uh, through five innings, has thrown five innings, but uh, even last week against Lafayette, only went three innings. So, you know, could see uh, him. 
really the first half of the game, or or they might resort a little more to a whole staff. I did listen to to what Lane Burroughs said uh, in the post game last week against ULM. They were having to take weekend arms and throw them in the midweek. So uh, Southern Miss offense, hopefully that was hot this weekend, will continue to be hot in Ruston tonight. Nobody hotter than Slade Wilkes. Three home runs over the weekend, 14 on the season. Uh, we were at practice yesterday afternoon, had a chance to visit uh, with Slade Wilkes. I tagged him with his new nickname, but he is the uh, he continues to be a humble and, and great kid. Here's what Slade Wilkes said about his red-hot hitting streak. All right, Slade Wilkes on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, the Bunker Hill Bomber. Uh, here's the question I was people asked me to ask you today: What are you drinking? I just drink a lot of water all the time. Nothing special. <laughs> you're really you're really swinging the bat, seeing the ball. Tell tell us how you feel. I feel good. You know, uh, just trying to stick to uh, my approach and uh, let everything else take care of itself. Can you put in layman's terms, is this true? Sometimes the baseball looks like a beach ball to you. Do you see the ball better when you when a, when a hitter is hitting as well as you are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely uh, points in a person's career where it looks easier and uh, the ball looks a lot bigger. And right now it's one of those for me, and it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. Talk about uh, this weekend. How'd that feel? <laughs> two, two big ones, in, uh, including a grand slam, two in one game. Oh yeah, that was uh, you know that was really cool. But you know, the most awesome thing about it was was probably Sarge going right behind me and hitting two more. That that was awesome. Right. We we talked to Jack Duggan today. He said you two guys did the same thing twice last year. Were you aware of that? No, sir. I wasn't. Yeah. I, I not in the same game. I don't think. No, but. not in the same game, but twice during the course yes, sir. of the season, you both had two in one game. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Talk about the rest of the year. A lot on the line. You got a tough game tomorrow night, but a, a big, big series this weekend. You're back in the top twenty-five. Your RPI is fifteenth in the country. There's a whole lot on the line. Oh yes, sir. No doubt. We still got a bunch of uh, tough teams uh, left to play starting tomorrow night with uh, Louisiana Tech. But uh, you know, just take it one game at a time and just do what we can. Slate, how much attention do you guys pay to the polls and RPI and the things that are so important to the fans? Uh, you know, we try not to look at it at all, honestly. And it's one thing we definitely don't talk about, for sure. Yeah. All right, your career here at Southern Miss, kind of put in words how much you're liking this. Oh, it's awesome. You know, I absolutely love playing at P. Taylor Park. And, you know, any time we come out here, there could be 4,000 fans. And, uh, you know, the fans support us. And uh, it's, it really is special. Uh, you know, you're in the top 20 now in the country uh, in home runs. I wasn't aware. What's your hope for the rest of the year? What's the, what's the plan for uh, Slade Wilkes the rest of the season? Uh, to lead the Eagles to win the College World Series. Right. And it starts it starts tomorrow night, right? Yes, sir. Started practice today and it starts tomorrow night. Well, you're having a great year. People are really, really happy and proud for you, man. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Slade Wilkes, a man of very few words, gets right to the point when uh, when you ask him a question. But what a great kid, Kelly Sanders. He'd never get into politics. No, no. <laughs> giving direct, honest answers. And he's too honest. That's exactly <laughs> right. correct. You know, something, something uh, what you and Luke were talking about a minute ago, and something that I took a note of, Bob, the other day when Coach Barry was on here, because you guys noted this isn't the Louisiana Tech teams of the past. But when Scott Barry was talking about the RPI and putting the schedules together, I thought it was interesting that he talked about a five-year revolving RPI number, and and certainly Louisiana Tech has been you know really really good in those past four or five years. So even though Tech is not having a Tech-like year, Tulane certainly not 
you know, playing well this year, they still certainly fit that criteria of being pretty doggone good over the past five years. Oh, there's no question. And Luke Johnson, they'll be tough tonight. Anybody that thinks we're going to go down there and just blow them up, they're probably fooling themselves. Yeah, I mean, you look at this will be the 60th meeting between the two teams tonight. Southern Miss all-time 34-24, and they actually tied a game 15-7 and since uh, 1949. And Russin, you really didn't play this team until you started getting in conference. And then, what, a couple years ago, played them 12 times? <laughs> but if you look at, to your point, Bob, Louisiana Tech has won three out of the last five. But dating back to... Uh, about two years ago to the day, April 17th, this is how it's gone. Eagles won, Eagles lose, Eagles won, Eagles lose, Eagles won, Eagles lose, Eagles lose, Eagles won, Eagles lose, Eagles won last year, eight to nothing. So it's, uh, it, it's pretty wild to think about, you know, the rivalry that these two teams have played and how much they played in the last 24 calendar months. Yeah, no question. I, what was it? Two years ago, we played them like forty-seven times in one. Yeah, it was season. Tw- twelve times in a season. Yeah, it was yep. crazy. It was. It and was crazy and don't time. think, don't think that uh, Coach Barry said it yesterday. You know, Lane's gonna have them riled up. They're, they're gonna be ready to play the Eagles. Tonight. No, there's no question. Hey, when we come back in the next break, we're gonna talk to Nick Monastere. And you know, guys, I was I was looking this morning after talking to that kid yesterday afternoon. Talk about highly recruited. This this kid was a max prep first team All American, uh, Gatorade Player of the Year, Metro Jackson Player of the Year, eleven and one as a pitcher his senior year. Struck out one hundred and fifteen and walked twenty two. Meanwhile, he hit four twenty two, eight home runs, thirty seven RBIs. Uh, Luke Johnson, this uh, this was a big big time recruit that the Golden Eagles snared when they got Monastere. They did, and and what I've I guess. What we've been seeing was it wasn't the bat that was kind of keeping him out of the lineup. If you remember going into the season, other than you know Reshewing and Tate Parker, you know playing uh, playing back and forth in left field, second base was the only position on the team that there was iffy about. You brought Lacey in, the transfer from Tennessee Tech. Creek Robertson, of course, returning as a redshirt freshman, and so you feel like it was kind of Monastere's glove that may have possibly been holding him back, but he has taken. You know this position over, and and it will is definitely looks like it's going to be his. And as he matures, I, I really think, you know, uh, depending on what what happens with Dickerson next year, I think you may see Monastere. He he will be in the in the future. He will be at the top of the order in in Golden Eagle batting lineups. Well, it was a shortstop, Kelly, in high school and a pitcher. So a two way a two way talent. That's pretty rare. And when you're when you're the starting shortstop for any high school team, the subtext there usually is you're the team's one of the top two athletes. Usually the shortstop and the center fielder are, you know, pound for pound the best athletes, you know, generally. So no surprise that Monastere could probably play anywhere you put him, including catcher, if you absolutely needed to. All right, we'll hear from uh, Nick on the other side of the break. Want to remind you, though, about Jana King, the king of clean. Their team has been working together for 35 years here in the Pine Belt, cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. They can do the same thing for your business. You could just go to JanaKingCleans.com. That is JanaKingCleans.com. Jana Cleans uh, will fix you up. Also, remember, here the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify. Sit your tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of our program. We appreciate them very much. The only place to go to get your Southern Miss apparel, whether it be for your house, for your car, for your body, they've got it at Campus Bookmark. If you live in other parts of the state, tune in every day. Remember, you can go to campusbookmark.net. I want to give a shout-out to a, a listener by the name of Ronnie Bolin. Bowling. Any of you guys know this gentleman? He said some very kind words about us uh, yesterday on social media and said he plans his lunch hour around uh, listening to the show. So, Ronnie, if you're listening today, I want you to know, man, we really do appreciate folks like you. And, uh, you know, we that's why we do it every day is to talk Southern Miss uh, with uh, guys and that love the Golden Eagles like Mr. Bowling does. So you know, you were talking about that. Nick Monastere uh, last segment, Bob, and s- something else I think that that we should note about the recruiting of Monastere. And it's not like the Eagles needed a whole lot of help, but when you get a guy like Monastere to sign on the dotted line, so to speak, if there was any lack of legitimacy in the program, which I don't think there was, but I'm just saying that only further solidifies. No question. And, and I'll, I'll use for an example, Joe Burrow with my beloved Bengals. All right. No free agent wanted to play at Cincinnati. I get it. But then Burrow goes there. Now he was, he didn't, I mean, he was drafted, so, I mean, a little bit different dynamic. But the fact that a legitimate stud like that goes to Cincinnati, now the Bengals are in play. Monastery further legitimizing Southern Miss by going there. Now every stud player is going, Southern Miss is a place to consider. Uh, he, he came from Northwest Rankin High School in Brandon. Our, our good friend Al Holder lives in Brandon, and he, he described him to me last night as a really special player, and I, I think that's true. Here's... Here's our conversation yesterday uh, with the the newfound, uh, shall we say, hero here as of late for the Golden Eagles, Nick Monastere. Nick Monastere on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Nick, every year there seems like there's a player that comes on the scene, makes a big splash, uh, provides a lot of juice for the baseball team, and I think it's fair to say right now you're that guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm blessed to be thought of in that way, but to be honest, I'm just trying to play my game and help the team win. All right, tell us when you first found out you were going to move to second. Uh, it was right after game one of the doubleheader at Old Dominion. Coach Carroll walked up to me and was like, you want to play second base? I was like, heck yeah. And then that was it. We got in there. Okay, so you started out pitching, but in high school you, you were a pitcher and an infielder, correct? Yes, sir. I played shortstop in high school. I see. You really swing in the bat. Uh, now, how much time had you been spending in BP and, and preparing to, to move to a position position like this? Uh, a lot. I spent a lot of time of it on it. Uh, just every single day I had to make sure I got in the cage and got my swings done. And whenever BP came around, I was hitting BP. And then also had to make sure I was getting my pitching duties done too. So I was working hard on both. What's tougher, pitching or, or playing in the infield and hitting? <laughs> uh, they both have their pros and cons. Uh, they're both really tough. Uh, I mean, I I really don't know how to answer that one. Do you have a preference? Uh, you know, I've always said I prefer whichever one the team needs me to help win. So I'll go with that one. All right. So you come here. You're playing in a you know a rich culture, mm-hmm. huge fan base. So your impressions of being a Golden Eagle. Oh, my gosh, it's a dream come true. I love it here. Uh, playing in Pete Taylor Park. I remember last year after I committed coming to watch a bunch of games and just feeling the atmosphere. I couldn't wait to get on the field, and it's even better than I could have imagined. 
what attracted you to Southern Miss, Nick? Oh, definitely the culture in that locker room with all the players and coaches. I mean, it's like a family in there, a brotherhood. I mean, everybody's rooting for one another. Nobody's dragging each other down. It's, it's amazing. All right. As of this morning, number 15 RPI in the country, back up to number 24 in the national polls, and a huge weekend series ahead. And I know you're not going to look ahead of, of the midweek game, but uh, do you guys pay a lot of attention to polls and RPI, or is that just something guys like me and fans do? <laughs> uh, no, not really. We don't really pay that much of attention to it. Uh, obviously, we know it's there, and we know it's in place because we know what we have to do to get a regional here in Hattiesburg, So, but we don't really pay attention much to it. Oh, you're a great high school player, no doubt. People ask this question uh, all the time when we're talking to you guys. What What is the biggest difference in high school and D1 baseball? What is the biggest adjustment you have to make? Oh, I mean, 100% in high school, you look around, you're playing another team, and there's each team probably has one or two, maybe three guys that are really good, and then everybody else is just a high school player, you know? And here, I mean, everybody's elite. So that was coming in here – you, you're not everybody can be the best player on the field at any type of day I mean there's no no one best player because everybody's on the same level so when you got her and, and first took the field did you look around and say man there is some talent here yeah absolutely yeah the speed of the game and teammates and all that definitely caught me by storm at first and then throughout the fall kind of got the hang of things and got used to it and it's great now you're off to a fantastic start. This has got to be pretty exciting for you. Oh, yeah, dream come true, like I said. I mean, my whole life wanted to play college baseball, play in Hattiesburg, so it's amazing. Great future in front of you, and I hope a lot more home runs like that bomb we saw. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Luke Johnson, evaluate this young talent on the Golden Eagle baseball team. Um, I mean, from, from a state level, I mean, he was one of the best players in the state of Mississippi, and think you know sometimes high school baseball in mississippi doesn't get the credit um that it deserves of course uh with with the juco system for for developing but i mean you look at what he did you mentioned some of it but he was the uh you know the sb live national player of the year uh in 2022 one of 20 finalists across uh, across the country uh he was a max preps first team all-american he was the class 6a player of the year this is the big one by the mississippi association of coaches Struck out 115 in 73 innings of work, as you said, hit 422 with eight bombs. So what's exciting for me is I think, whereas Dickerson was, you know, two years ago he he, he makes a, a an appearance. Last year we th- said, you know, he's going to pitch some. This year he's made one appearance. I think Monastere will probably be used more um, in over the course of his Southern Miss career than what we were kind of expecting out of Dustin Dickerson. But he is. He is truly a two-way player. I mean, he he's going to have what it takes. And and what's interesting is, you know, he made his appearance first pitching um, rather than rather than in the field. But I, I I like the fact when he when he makes contact, it's solid contact. Um, we we mentioned it last week uh, against Alabama. Probably would have had a double or a triple if not for an outstanding play by their center fielder. So he's a guy Southern Miss fans should really be excited about. And as Kelly said. When you have, particularly in the Jackson area, when you have athletes of his caliber and when guys who played against him in state championships and state playoffs and they say, hey, he went to Hattiesburg, it, it will, uh, it will undoubtedly magnetize, you know, other top talents in the state. To yeah, come. and Kelly, Coach Oz did tell me yesterday at practice that Montessori will be used pitching. I mean, it's, it's not going to be 
he's moved to the infield and not going to be on the mound. But did you notice the common thread in the interviews between his comments and, and Slade Wilkes? Other than saying yes, sir, and being polite, there was one comment that they both had. I'll do whatever I can do to help this team right, win. Right, right. And those are the type of guys you want, it, particularly in this uh, cancel culture that we're in today where it's all about me, me, me. Well, if it's all about you, you know, bowl or fish or play tennis or golf or whatever. But if you're playing team sports, it is about the team. No question. Uh, we also talked to Billy Odom. We'll try to get that in next segment. If, if we don't, we'll, we'll get it in tomorrow. But here's another kid that has come in. An unusual story here. He comes from Brookfield, Connecticut, uh, Eastern Connecticut State. He pitched in the Division Three National Championship game last year, was the winning pitcher. Had a great conversation with him about how that prepared him, helped prepare him for Division One baseball, and and the cultural change from Brookfield, Connecticut to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Gadzooks, a blue state, yeah. <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> well, let me tell you, this is a kid from a blue state, happy to be in a, <laughs> in a red, red state. state. And 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 what you say is right about these young men. Every one of them are they're, they're polite and articulate, and it's yes sir, no sir. I, I don't know that I've spoken. I don't think, Kelly, I've spoken to an athlete at Southern Miss that that hadn't been the way they handled themselves. And, and, and the way that they treat Al Holder and, you know, can I, can I take your wheelchair? Can I take your oxygen yeah, tank? Yeah. All those things that Al has to have to, yeah. to get out yeah. to the car. You know? Well, let me tell you, oh, Al said yesterday that, that I, I gather he watched this kid at Northwest Rank and said he's very, very special. And early signs are Al's right about that. Yeah, no question. Let's say, can we come back, guys? We're going to get Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. I asked him, and I had this conversation yesterday with Coach Oz, too. And I don't, I don't mean this in any way derogatorily toward fans. Fans love the baseball team. I get that. But does the average fan understand the hurdle that they've had to overcome in the loss of pitching that they suffered from Major League Baseball transfers and graduations last year? And, guys, I would say that we're beginning to see some young pitchers, and Kelly comment on this in the last 15 seconds, getting their legs underneath them. This pitching staff starting to come around. And I took a beating, you know, at the beginning of the year because, because I compared this staff to last year's staff. And what I repeatedly said was, when it's all said and done, you know, I think these guys have the potential to be as good as those guys lost last year and you're right bob they're getting better and the hitting is coming around which helps you become a better pitcher because you've got more runs to play with right could they get could they get on a tear here late in the year and and make a serious run of course they could we'll see we'll be right back Southern Miss to the top. All right, if you want to watch the uh, weekend baseball games, uh, the place to be is 4th Street Bar and Grill. I guarantee you all three games will be on TV. Big 
great time to, you know, have a good time with some other Golden Eagles. Uh, have yourself a couple of cold beers and uh, some good food. Watch baseball. Fourth Street Bar and Grill, which I'm happy to say we will be there Friday. We will be there eating catfish come Friday. And you, you would be surprised, too, Bob, at how many times the guys at, and, and gals at Fourth Street Bar and Grill always have the right answers. Why they are not the coaches of every sport at Southern Miss is beyond me because they're always, always right. They're really, they're, you know, there are a lot of coaches out there. <laughs> there sure are. I didn't realize how many doctors there were until we went through COVID. But my word, there were just Facebook doctors just coming out of the woodwork. Know everything and, about everything. Yeah, there's a, there is a really no question about that. So, Fourth Street Bar Grill will be down there Friday. Look forward to that uh, as always. And Ellisville Thursday. At Wally Properties, big, big thing there. We've got the, the midday Super Talk show, followed by the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're going to have food, Luke will like this. We've got food from your favorite barbecue place, Luke. Hog Heaven. Hog Heaven and Laurel will be catering that event. We appreciate that. Look forward to uh, joining all of our friends over in uh, Jones County. Always a very special time when we go there and uh, a place that uh, we like an awful, awful lot. Heath Hinton, we sort of like him. He's the proprietor of Big Gold Nation. Actually, I'm just kidding. We love we, Heath. We, we like Heath yeah. just fine. By the way, Slade Wilkes uh, just named Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week. That's what three home runs uh, will get you uh, in three games. All right, so Heath Hinton, I was talking to you earlier today and uh, had, a, had a great conversation yesterday afternoon with Coach Oz, and, and he was talking about uh, you know the development of the staff and, and what a big turn, turnover it was and how challenging it's been uh, to get these kids going. But it, it does seem to me that uh, that they're getting their legs underneath them and really starting to pitch better. And I ask you, uh, since you own a, uh, you own a, a chat room, uh, do fans fully understand the uh, magnitude of, of what the Golden Eagle pitching staff had to overcome? And you had a really interesting comment uh, about uh, certain fans do, certain fans don't. Why don't you elaborate on that? I think I think it depends on you know if a fan is every day reading articles or uh, in a chat room that you know you get updated daily information. You understand that hey, you lost some pitchers last year, the draft and the college free agency. Um, especially really good pitchers. You look at what you know Waltrip's doing in Florida. Uh, what would he have done at Southern Miss this year? That would have relieved a lot of stress on the weekend rotation. And, and then you lose those guys to uh, the draft, and you rebuild. And I don't think they were expecting to lose that many to the draft. In fact, I know they weren't expecting to lose that many. So when that happens and you got to bring some guys in, then you got to pitch them a lot earlier than you want to. And, you know, Coach Oz is a developer of pitchers, so he likes to bring them in and, and give them time to develop. You're going to have your bumps and bruises. And, and look, you saw it this year, walks, uh, hit batters. Those have really gone down the past couple of weeks. Uh, or the, Well, actually this past weekend, not going to say Alabama. But when you start seeing the walks decrease and they're more in the zone, and that's just maturity and that's guys getting used to starting. And, and, you know, people that read every day, I think they understand that. It's just people that just maybe see the game on the weekend and they see, you know, seven walks, nine strikeouts. I'm like, why the walks hit batters? Yes, those have to be cut down. But there's a reason. I think sometimes people understand, sometimes people don't. It's not a fault that for the people that are just, uh, you know, watching on the weekend, they may not have time to read up during the week like other people. They don't, they don't understand what really happened. So 
I think it's just a situation maybe some fans may know a little more than others, and that's why some aren't as upset as others are. That's not a blame either way, but that's just the way the world is and the way people operate. Luke? Heath, who have you, um, you know, Armstead's really, really uh, come on and, and he'll pitch tonight. Who are maybe two other names that you've been encouraged? I mean, a lot of these young guys are still, you know, working the kinks out, but but specifically two or three names you've been really encouraged over the last, I don't know, three weeks or so. Armstead, to me, Armstead is, is the key right now because you're going to have to use him in the midweek until whenever Adams returns or if he's able to return. And the way he's been pitching to me, that's the biggest key. They had to find some, they had to find somebody in the midweek that could give them some stability and they haven't really had that. So with him being out and him coming back and pitching well, you need that four starter. Maza pitching well. I'm telling you something, Maza pitching well on Sunday was a huge lift for this team. Yes, he had three walks. Two of them were in the fifth though and he got out of it. But I think seeing Mazza pitch Sunday and seeing Armistead pitch here lately, especially the way he pitched at Alabama, I think those are two big signs for this team. And those are when you have injuries and starters and your starter depth is a little limited and you can see those guys making strides, I think those two guys right there, that's huge for this team because it sets up where you don't have to use Cross Sibley in a start. You can bring him in to shut people down like you've seen. I think the emergence of Cross Sibley has been huge for this team this year. Um, having that lefty arm that you can come in and, was it like 39 strikeouts, two walks or something? It's, it's some crazy number of strikeouts walks. I, I think those three guys right there, uh, but really Mazza yeah. and Armistead here this past week, I think that has been huge for this team and will be going forward. What's the approach going to be the rest of the way in the outfield and, and left and right between Ewing, Parker, and, and Peto? I, I know injuries or, or whoever's dinged up will determine that, but I mean it's basically like whoever has the hot hand. I, I feel like we will see Ewing in the line where he was kind of the third man out, you know, going or he's the odd man out. I feel like he's the guy that we will start seeing more regularly in the lineup. Yeah, I, I think with you know right field is just whoever's. Whoever's hitting better, because Peyton made a great defense play those day. He also made he also bumbled a couple of balls in right field, and uh, Ewing's been playing pretty good defensively. Parker, you know, he's been hot, but then he also strikes out a little bit. He swings a little wildly at times, balls outside the zone, but that's what you're going to get from him. You take the good with the bad. I just think the guys who's hitting, who who actually at the plate, swinging the ball, swinging the bat the best right now, is who's going to play those corner outfield positions and it may be a pitching situation you got a lefty on the mound you play parker if you got a righty you might play ewing Pato. i think it's going to be matchup and who's hot at this point uh going forward you got to do what you can to win and right now with southern miss coastal carolina coming up you look at the schedule going forward after that there's a lot of winnable games there and uh that way southern can keep that momentum and not dropping those rpis because there's some low rpi teams coming up that even if you may win you may drop a, a point or two in the RPI. So, you know, I guess that's the answer I have for you, Luke. Heath Hinton is not only the proprietor of Big Gold Nation, he now apparently is a part-time travel agent because fans wanting to go to the big series this weekend in Coastal, Bob, mm-hmm. he has sniffed out some great 
airline prices on the web. So, Heath, you're a travel agent now, too. Well, no, I mean, people on the, people on the site, they like to travel, and sometimes, you know, you find a good deal. You say, hey, hey guys, if you want to go to the game, here's your round trip for $100. Leave on Friday, come back on Monday, and, and go to Myrtle Beach for four days. Not a bad deal. No, it's not. I'll tell you what is a bad deal, guys, and we didn't bring this up about tonight's game. It's going to be almost impossible to see the game. It's Not, not if you own a gas station. Well, <laughs> well it's, uh, it's on – Conference USA TV, CUSA TV. Yeah, and that that's that's the second channel, Kelly, on the uh, gas station. Uh, watch while you pump. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah where you get the the word of the day and it all those a, other things. It was another reminder when I realized that last night. What a blessing it is to be in the Sun Belt. And, and guys, I still have uh, for media that gave me a CUSA USA TV subscription last year, and I still have it. And I went and I watched Louisiana. Game feed, I, I, and I'm just going to be honest with you. The quality from ESPN from that, there's just no. It, it's you're so happy to have ESPN. Do we have right the um, games? Do we have the Ferris wheel top of the Ferris wheel camera view like we did last year at Middle Tennessee? You remember that? Is that? Well, they do have, have one. That's a, yeah, they have one like that. Then they have one at first and third base, but you really can't see third base. You're going. It's just a weird view, and then outfield, it, it's just not the best of quality. So uh, it's going to be tough to watch it if you do get CUSA.TV, and I'm going to try to keep up with it. I always do a live feed on the board. So thank goodness that I still have that subscription. But uh, Two words. when you talk about quality, there's no there's no comparison. Game tracker. <laughs> it's, it's a lot like the Conference USA umpires that can see first but can't necessarily see third. Uh, just another, uh, it's just another reason to be grateful that uh, Southern Miss now plays in the Sun Belt. Hey, no Heath, question. next week now, the NFL draft is a week from Thursday night. We're going to expect you next week to kind of sniff some things out and see what we might be able to find out as to where Eagles might land potentially in the NFL. Could you do that for us? I'll do my best. I'll try my best. Hopefully, we'll get some with our beloved New Orleans Saints. Isn't that right, Luke? It's exactly right. I want maybe I, a Brownlee be a wide love receiver it. in New Orleans. Would love it. All right, everybody. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. We'll be back. Wrap up this edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour right after this Steppenwolf tune. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Finishing up today's Eagle Hour in the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Luke, Bob, and Kelly. Happy to have you along for a segment. As always, brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. The uh, pro shop filled up with uh, quality Leather and bats um, from the top brands, eight batting cages on the D1 side, great uh, workout space and a 70-yard indoor turf facility. Solid D-Bat and D1 in Hattiesburg. D-Bat, Hattiesburg, 
Com. Southern Miss Ladies Golf had to endure a, a little rain delay um, yesterday at the Sunbelt uh, Championships down in Daytona Beach. And uh, Lady Eagles were in 10th place, as we told you yesterday. They put on a show today, guys. Um, moved from 10th yesterday. They are now in 5th place. They shot four over as a team today. Wow. Here's your news. Guess who they passed in order to be in fifth place? South Alabama. They did it. Lady Eagles uh, move up five spots, and uh, they complete uh, their round fifth uh, in the Sun Belt, um, just a few shots uh, out of of fourth, but a pass up. South Alabama, Old Dominion, James Madison, Georgia State, Troy, Marshall, Coastal, and Appalachian State. So great showing there by uh, by the Lady Eagles. And um, just today, Momo, Momoko Ando shot a 71 um, to, to pace the, the Lady Eagles. Shoots a 217 um, for all three rounds. So congratulations to the Lady Eagles. Good showing there in uh, in the Sun Belt. Joy Lee McNellis uh, gets another signee. It's a transfer. Junior transfer Nyla Jean from Georgia State, the fourth member of the 2023 signing class. Uh, over the course of uh, her career, um, she uh, she played at, at at Georgia State. Has been there um, two years. Started ten games as a freshman, and uh, and played in twenty four games. Averaged five point six points and a shot thirty three percent from the field. So more Lady Eagles, of course, as we talked about some of the the roster shifting as it seems every roster will be, uh, but Lady Eagles getting a, another transfer. Uh, Nyla Jean from Georgia State. All right, tonight in the Sun Belt, Marshall at Eastern Kentucky. App State hosts UNC Asheville. Arky State hosting Ole Miss in Jonesboro. Troy at Jacksonville State. Texas State down in San Antonio against UTSA. Southern Miss, of course, in Ruston against Louisiana Tech. South Alabama hosting Alabama State. Georgia State at Georgia Tech, so uh, the battle for the ATL. And then uh, Louisiana at the box tonight in Baton Rouge against the LSU Tigers. Guys, I, I want to ask you this. Maybe you all know the answer to this, but what what would be the only Division One baseball program in Mississippi that's in the top 25, Kelly? I can tell you with, emphatically that it is the University of the New South, Southern Miss. And, and, and Luke, what university would have the highest RPI in the state of Mississippi? Uh, the University of Southern Mississippi, yeah, founded in 1910 and located in Hattiesburg, I was a little unclear on those two facts and just thought we should probably clarify that for our listeners. Well, you know, the Scripture says, let he who boasts take heed lest he fall. So, so Bob... We're against the 19 and 18 Louisiana Tech against the starter that has a 9-2-1 ERA. Um, don't don't get too haughty in this final segment because you and I joked off air. <laughs> what what would happen me, me if we never, do that? Me never. Come on. Me never. Come on. Yeah, and, and this is college baseball. Even though the Eagles do have one high school team scheduled this year, they'll have to play Archie State. Uh, later on in, in the season. But Luke, going Which back... Which is still a strong opponent on Old Dominion's schedule, right, Kelly? Go, going back to uh, the schedule that you just went over, what was the second to last one that you mentioned? Do you still have that? Of the games tonight? Yeah. Uh, in the ATL, Georgia State and Georgia Tech? Yeah, where, where was that again? It's in the ATL, I said it. Yeah, I know. That would be Atlanta. <laughs> the Dirty South, the no, home of the just, Falcons. That just... That just 
Atlanta, the capital of the Peach State, yeah, Atlanta, right. Georgia. Atlanta for you normal people. That, that's a B in Bob's bonnet when, when we call it the ATL. The ATL. <laughs> you got to get hit, Bob. That's it's the ATL, mm-hmm. babe. Mm-hmm. I heard know? someone call Jackson one time the Jack, and I said, "What? Is, what is that? I've never heard that." That's short in for Jack. Oh, yikes! <laughs> so the. Um, what would Hattiesburg I be? Say that. Y'all are sitting that. in downtown OG right now. Yeah, OG. Bob Getty is the OG of OG. Yeah, I'm the OG. He's, uh, no, he's, I've, been he's called, I've been called worse things than the OG, believe me. I'm just in your own home. <laughs> every, every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next week we talked about the, the NFL draft. Where, where, how high do you think Jason Brownlee will go, Luke? I, I mean, he's, you know, kind of – Midway in those, you know, yeah. those, what twenty-seven wide receivers that were drafted last year. Yeah, am I crazy to think he may be a a, a day two selection? Am I crazy to think that he might be a a fourth rounder? But, but he could be a day one. Well, no, not a day one because just just the first uh, first round is the the first day. But um, he's certainly quality. And I, I mean, if if he, I, I think even if he lands fourth or fifth round, I think he will still surprise people in what he's going to do. The diamond in the rough. All right, Patrick McGee on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. Also, we'll be talking uh, with Billy Odom, a Saturday pitcher now for the Golden Eagles, and the play-by-play voice of Coastal Carolina, who is about to go down in a weekend series against the Golden Eagles. What you gonna do, Shannon? Louisiana Tech first. Yeah. Louisiana Tech first. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.